0: Hello, everyone. I am back again today with a, another podcast. I will be resuming my miniseries on the Pomeranian War, which is in fact part of my largest series on the Seven Years' War. Today, I will try to do as much of the war as I can without going too long. And to start off, I'm going to kind of tell you something. This war is going to be a lot of back and forth. This entire war was going with a series of back and forth engagements between... ...Swedish and and Prussian forces, but let's get to the start of it. So, as I told you last podcast, the Swedish had a main force of about 20,000 men. However, this force was not large enough or, like, supplied enough to continue advancing. They had about just enough men to maintain what they have. However, like, the whole, like, excuse for being there to, like, maintain or whatever... ...power balance was soon proven to be completely fake because the general in charge of this force... He was given direct orders to march to to Berlin, and instead he decided to, to turn back and head back to sw- Swedish Pomerania because currently in Swedish Pomerania, Swedish forces were being besieged after they launched a failed. They tried to. They like f- tried to advance into, pr- Prussian Pomerania, but they were soon besieged. This general would, kind of meet up with these other forces. However, they could not break the blockade. It took a russian army to invade in order for them to actually break free of the blockade and continue to fight or to get out of this area and once said the blockade was broken the new the guy in charge currently handed power over to another dude yet again soon after this blockade was broken they saw an initial victory where they captured a certain like important hill or like it's not technically they didn't they didn't just capture they conquered like this important location called Pinemunde Pinamundi, something like that. The general, and the general in charge of the Swedish forces would send 16,000 of his men to help the Russians. How, however, these men to be defeated, these men and the Russians would be defeated at a battle called Zorndorf. And because of this, the Prussian, Swedish general, sorry, not Prussian, decided that he would march down to Saxony to join up with the Austrians. However. He attempt- he got no further than Northern Brandenburg. Because. One of his groups got into a battle. The Battle of Tornorv. Where they saw this major defeat. However one of his men was able to go a bit further. Into Brandenburg. But he didn't progress any further down than that. And because like this. and in- After the invasion failed. And like after the whole. Austrian invasion failed too. He ended up fleeing from near Rupin back to the Russian territories. So, quick recap basically. So, he wasn't able to join up with the Austrians. And the Austrian invasion like and failed eventually. So, he tried to join up with the Russians next. He failed again. This guy failed, a, this guy failed several times. And this led to the Swedish forces having to go into winter quarters. Which is basically when during winter you kind of like hunker down so you don't all get killed by the cold. And because of this failure, he ended up resigning his command, actually, after, like, there was some pressure from the government. And they would soon replace him with a new dude. And not a new dude, but, like, another dude. He he was replaced by another general. However, this general soon faced a much superior force pretty early after winter, which made him... No, which forced him to retreat, and he lost... The garrisons of several forces the russians advanced again however and this definitely this kind of liberated again them again but the swedish didn't really have like the supplies to start campaigning for a while so like his goal was to besiege a pretty big important city known as stettin man i'm bad at saying some of these names and then kind of like in preparation for this whole plan of operation he let this man one of his underlings axel it's one of them's commanders axel von fersen to try to capture these two places called Ustom and Wollen. and this happened mainly because of a very important battle called the battle of fris's half a quick note on the battle of fris's half this was a naval victory between a vastly like a swedish force with almost triple the men and double and double the ships and this and a against a um prussian force the swedish force demolished the prussian force this saw the loss of like they lost the prussians lost like 600 of their sailors and they lost nine of like the nine ships and especially some of their main ones and because of this this hurt prussian this hurt prussians like naval building that led to the swedish having naval supremacy this is important because it cut off like It made it harder for Prussia to do sea-based stuff. And during this time, the main general advanced deep into Prussian Pomerania. However, he wasn't able to besiege the place he wanted to. He wasn't able to get to Stedden and besiege it, which led to him being forced to retreat. Immediately after this, oh, by now it's about 19, it's like early, not 19, early 1760s range. And soon after, the Prussians end up invading Swedish Pomerania again. As I said, there's a lot of back and forth. However, this time, they were nowhere near as successful as they were before, and they were driven back. And in fact, the Swedish forces actually made their follow after them and capture a Prussian general in a pretty, like, decent city. I mean, in a pretty important city, not a decent city. And But even though they were pretty successful, and the Prussians weren't really concentrating on this province... The man and his troops—they didn't have enough supplies to like. And he was, and he was only able to invade much later. And he only really invaded to supply, to get supplies. He ended up pushing forward to a another province. Back, he ended up pushing forward back to Branden, Brandenburg in order to try to gain supplies with like his main force. He left another man. Back behind in a different place, but this man was soon attacked and had to resign. Another thing, note: many of these officers left like participated in the Swedish Parliament. Another note: the government is confusing, and because he lost like a bunch of officers, he was forced to retreat back to Swedish Pomerania, and he was unable to like. I mean, he was he was had a peaceful like winter, but he was unable to make any more province for the rest of the, really the rest of the year. And so enough this general ended up resigning. And then his successor was able to get about like seven thousand men in order to uh brain part in order to invade Pomerania. This is near the this is of 1761. Even though his forces superior to the army that tried to stop them, he wasn't really prepared, so they didn't really fight that long. They only managed to go a little bit for a while. And soon enough, he would send ex- some troops to help the Russians in Kohlberg. However, this man would soon retreat back. He- and as a result, the Swedish forces ended up returning back to Pomerania once again. Thing to note. A lot of times, the Swedish actually were doing okay. However, poor supplies forced them to, like, surrender a lot of their progress and keep retreating. And eventually, the Prussians kind of began to worry about their borders. They kind of started worrying about this. And the Swedish would soon send another group of light troops to Mecklenburg province. This is kind of when they got into Mecklenburg. Where they defeated a Prussian force at the Battle of Malkin. Malkin. Oh, Malkin. Malkin, sorry. However, they were kind of surrounded. But the guy in charge was able to break back. And they would soon... This guy would once again mark back into Malkin. But however, he would soon... Returned to Swedish Pomerania, and this led to something known as the Truce, the truce of Ribnitz, and that is basically the end of the conflict. This was a really short mini series and a very short war. And now I'm going to talk about what this war meant. So, quick recap: the war was mostly fought in the mostly fought in Pomerania. However, it did pop over into Mecklenburg and Brandenburg for, for a bit. It was a lot of back and forth, and a lot of times. The the main thing that kept the Prussians from being successful would be the Russians' intervention. And the Swedes just lacked the the supplies. The Swedes had many successful, like, initial operations. But they couldn't finish it. They didn't have the men, they didn't have the materials to come in and finish the war, which is kind of sad. And eventually, they would call a truce, which lasted until the treaty. Now, the result of this war, the the HAT factions' control kind of messed up, or kind of kind of, like, loosened the hold the hats had on the government, which eventually led to their fall. In addition, because of the death of the um, current queen of Russia, Russia kind of became an enemy of Sweden, instead sort of an ally. And eventually... Sorry, I kicked something by accident. Eventually, the Swedes signed something called the Peace of Hamburg... This was between Sweden and, Pr- and Prussia. And it was signed in the Free Treaty of Ham, Free City, not Sweden, sorry, of Hamburg. And this treaty came after Russia formed an alliance with Prussia. And the reason this prevented Sweden from really entering is because Sweden relied a lot on Russia. And this returned the status quo from pre-war, which is kind of hilarious. And basically, nothing changed. Except for some political minor political people. That was all, thank